Hi there, this is Joel Stang and Ted Wheat, and we are talking today about Braiding Sweetgrass, uh, the book by Robin Wall Kimmerer, and it's about Indigenous wisdom, scientific knowledge, and the teaching of the plants. For this podcast, I'd like for you to put your headphones on, head out to the garden, and spend some time tending to it. Uh, what I mean by, by that is I need you to go out there and just maybe water or pull weeds or observe the plants that you have in the area. And this will help to give you a bigger, under, a greater understanding of the book Braiding Sweetgrass as we talk about it, because that's the whole ethos and the, the mantra of the book that Kimmerer has written is she wants you to make a deeper and more loving connection in nature. So Ted will tell us a little bit about what the book is about. Uh, good day. I would like to introduce you to Robin Kimmerer. Uh, Dr. Kimmerer is a PhD uh, plant ecologist and a professor uh, at a college in New York State. She works to create programs which combine the wisdom of both indigenous and scientific knowledge and then tries to apply that to sustainability. Her writing uh, is not difficult to understand, but the concepts of indigenous knowledge that she presents might be a challenging paradigm shift for many non-indigenous people. Kimmerer does an exceptional presentation of uh, demonstrating when these two knowledges can complement each other, but she never hesitates to point out the discrepancies in methodology and in the thought processes of the two knowledges. Her book speaks to much more than simply science and indigenous knowledge. Uh, she skillfully weaves together themes in chapters of appreciation, gratitude, reciprocity, responsibility, colonization, and justice into uh, this book. And with this book, um, intending to braid these three knowledge streams of indigenous ways of knowing and scientific knowledge and her own personal knowledge and background as uh, Anishinaabe person who, um, who has had many teachings taught from her, from her grandfather and her father and, and other elders that she has came across from the Great Lakes region in, in Canada and the United States. She's really poetically tied all of these things together. And that was one of the things I hope that she hoped to achieve, I believe. Um, even as a child, she said she wanted to be a poet. And uh, I think that she achieved that with this book. One of the things that she starts with is a series of stories at the beginning about Sky Woman falling. And in this, in this first chapter, she talks about Sky Woman falling to Earth onto Turtle Island. And the first thing that she plants is sweetgrass. And from there, her conception of uh, plant ecology and the way that she weaves scientific knowledge into it um, is really masterfully done. Do you have any thoughts on, on um, the, the sweetgrass part to start? Uh, thanks, Joel. The chapter uh, is, that I connected well with, or Joel and I both did, is one of them was the teaching of grass. Uh, sweetgrass, as Joel mentions, is a very special plant to Indigenous people in North America. Uh, Kimmer 
is approached by uh, basket makers and sweetgrass pickers, indigenous people, and they ask her to identify maybe what's causing the depletion of the populations of sweetgrass. She has a graduate student, and uh, the graduate student, Lori, takes this on for her thesis project and presents this thesis project to the science faculty committee, which um, really was received uh, lukewarm or less. The dean of the uh, faculty explained that removing and harvesting a plant will reduce the population, and he didn't, uh, science knows that, and he didn't see the point in that. Um, the validity of any indigenous knowledge in that discussion was disregarded. Uh, Lori and Kimmerer go ahead anyhow with the research. Uh, it's a quantitative scientific research. Uh, in a large part, she's putting out plots and counting sweetgrass uh, populations. Um, Kimmerer talks about how populations uh, can change opposing some of the scientific knowledge and she uses the buffalo tra traveling through the prairie and how the grass or fire and the grass can come back stronger as strong or stronger than it was before. Uh, when they're done the plot they find out that the control group where there was no picking done actually had depleted populations after two years and the uh, careful picking done by the indigenous people, uh, taking uh, no more than half and leaving uh, grass actually increased the species population. And I thought that was extremely interesting how science didn't buy into this, uh, but they did accept the quantitative results at the end of the chapter. And, and not only that, I think that one of the things that she was trying to really push was that even though science is measured on data and observation, that scientists still can find a spiritual likening to um, the work they're doing. So that researcher learned to love that grass. She learned to observe it and care for it as if she was like a loving mother in a way. And um, one of the things I think that she also wanted to um, convey to everybody in the book was that humans are part of the ecosystem and that they, the ecosystem thrives because of humans as well. And we need to consider the honorable harvest that she speaks of. We need to consider our part and how we can continue to not only be to share gratitude of um, the gifts that the earth gives us, but also that there's the recipro reciprocity part where we have to be giving back to the earth um, to support it and sustain the ecosystems that we have. There were some, there were some conversations in the book about how when we don't do those things, like for example, uh, we stick with polyculture, agriculture, rather than, sorry, monoculture agriculture, rather than polyculture agriculture, um, that we start to hurt the environment in uh, environmentally unfriendly ways. And she really starts to touch in on climate, the climate crisis near the end of the book. 
Uh, do you have anything you want to add to that? Well, I don't think we have time in this uh, podcast to touch on some of the other themes that are in the book that are uh, presented very well also by Kimmer, such as um, uh, social justice. But she does have uh, examples of that and weaves it in nicely too. Mm-hmm. And and she does, yeah, she touches on uh, many of these with um, oral stories, such as the Wendigo footprints where she's she talks about um, – a beast, a mythical beast that just uh, craves greed, just needs more and more and more. And, you know, she finalizes the book with um, how do we, how do we take on an evil of this kind basically is what she was saying. And in order to do that, you have to feed greed with greed. It was sort of what I took from it. Um, Kimmer points out, you know, that, Um, indigenous people tend to look at plants and animals and the earth as a a being. And in that sense, uh, Joel's mentioned gratitude and, and giving back. And she gives those examples nicely and demonstrates how, when we go to the supermarket, we tend to uh, forget all about that they were live beings at all. And I thought uh, that example was really well presented also. Mm Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're just one big symbiotic relationship we are, we all coexist together and we all have to work together, um, sharing our gifts. Uh, there was a piece in the book about individual talents and how, um, we shouldn't be, you know, keeping those individual talents for ourselves that they should be shared and, uh, everything should be thought of as more of a collective than, than an individualist way of looking at the world. And that's in, in the same respect for, how land should be treated as well, that land shouldn't be an individual uh, private ownership and that it should be more of a collective or a commons land is what she says. We would like to think you've um, had a walk and connected a little bit with nature while you listen to us. And uh, hopefully... Uh, we would like you, we would highly recommend you reading this book and uh, think that you would enjoy it. Absolutely. And we've included our notes that we've taken for each chapter as well. And the the chapters are, they're a slow read, I think. I mean, they're short, they're short chapters, but for each chapter, they're so dense with the information um, for you to process that it's important to take time to go through this book and really consider all of the concepts that she's trying to share with us so that's braiding sweetgrass and uh once again it's a must read have a good thank you